ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's episode, I have some very great guests that I've come across on the podcast navigation. They're the host of the Comeback Society podcast, and they are Alicia and Lexi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thank you for having us. Yes. Hello. Tonse, tonse. Tonse, tonse. That Cree language. Comes yes. Out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We took a Cree class once. <laughs> We're learning. <laughs> um, yeah. So thank you so much for inviting us and having us on your podcast. So just a little bit about us is we are a Cree sister duo from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. It's in the middle of the prairies, um, and we're from Treaty 4. That's what we call um, where our land is from, or we're from. Are we the first Canadians on the podcast? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, but maybe, maybe say what the treaty, you want me to talk about the treaties? Talk about the treaties. I'll give you a little context into the treaty system of Canada. So, Please. We got colonized. The foundation of the Canadian legal system is the British North American Act. Through that, they established the Indian Act, um, which governs us Indigenous people of Canada. And that is encompassing of First Nations, Status First Nations, Non-Status First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people. Um, After John A. Macdonald, our first Prime Minister, he decided, we got a little bit of a problem here in Canada. We're not a problem. We, we are a present. <laughs> this is my history segment. <laughs> um, he said, uh, um, but there was like uprisings and stuff like that, obviously. Revolution. Um, yeah, they tried to colonize us. And I think there was like a lot of, what is this, boundaries being met. They're like, no, we're not going to have that. So they're like, oh, they need to go do like make a treaties with these people and like make deals in order for them to like hand over some of their land. And so they did that. And, and then they did like this little train across Canada. So it comes from like the east to west. And that's like the numbered treaty system. And we reside in treaty for territory. They also made like a lot of promises for exchange of our land. That's how they created our reservation system. And then a lot of the promises are not being upheld by the Canadian government today. Mm-hmm. So that's like a little bit of our history. Um, Cause I know that the U S history is a lot is very different mm-hmm. um, than Canada uh, with, cause you guys, yeah, I'm not really, I won't even speak on that. <laughs> I won't even try to speak on the U S cause I don't know. Like it is hard. I when George was talking that one podcast too. I was just like, damn. Um, but yeah. What was I going to say? The, you said we're from treaty four territory. So I thought I'd tell them what that a meant. little bit. Yeah. Okay. So we're from treaty four and that's, uh, it was the fourth treaty signed. Um, and there is a few places in Canada that have no treaties and they're the unceded tor- territories. Um, and they, their, their people just never signed treaties. So that was a um, good thing. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit, I think, what about, what we about, have, Oh, we I, have a podcast. We have a podcast. It's called the comeback podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, Lexi is my sister and yeah, we just kind of sit there, talk, we chat, um, about anything. We bring in our kind of own life experiences and, and, uh, we hyena laugh and we, um, what else do we do? I think the premise of the podcast is to like make space and create space to share stories of like indigenous su- success, which mm-hmm. is um, not necessarily like 
people who have like master's degrees or doctors or like these big figure public speakers, um, but more or less like your everyday kind of indigenous people and like showing how their daily successes like are possible. And that like sharing these stories of kind of like intergenerational trauma we get into, but also like how they've come to where they are in their life. And we just meet people where they're at and talk about it because we find there's like power in sharing stories and like hearing other people who have gone through things and their own life um, experiences. And then when you can hear those things and relate to them, it gives you like strength to walk throughout your own path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like the comeback, I uh, like the comeback I'd started in 2018. um, And I'd started it after I was like in a car accident and I was told like I was permanently disabled and um, I had felt like really like alone in like my own situation with being permanently disabled and like looking healthy. Um, but I haven't worked in five and a half years. And there's a lot of like other variables that go into it and like realizing that you have to like sit with yourself and be by yourself. And I felt like I had nowhere to really turn to, to kind of communicate my thoughts and my feelings with others. And society has made us, you know, there's this like, we put on this front, we act like nothing is wrong with us. We, we don't get to have mental health days. We don't get to have these days of, you know, when we can really say how we're feeling. And I really wanted to create a space um, that was like safe and present and safe and yeah, just present for people to come and share their stories. Um, storytelling, I mean, as Indigenous people, it's so, you know, that's everything is orally taught to us, you know, prior to colonization. It wasn't in these textbooks and anything like that. And so um, I really wanted to do oral like storytelling. And so I'd started with um, selling clothes because that was something that I thought, I don't know. It just kind of like coincided with it. Like it was at the time, like it was, it was racing really quickly. Like when I threw out the idea to, you know, having it actually come to light, like it was within like three weeks. And so, um, I just kind of rolled with it. We were sharing stories weekly. It was getting like super intense. Like I was still in university. So I was like taking my degree. I was in five classes. Um, I was in the middle of finals when I kicked off the comeback and December 2018 so I was going through finals kicked off that I still like at that time seen doctors like five times a week like physiotherapists and stuff like that for my accident and so I was still seeing doctors in school and then I was doing these stories every week and it had gotten over to like overwhelming I also adopted a dog in the process of all of that chaoticness (laughs) because that's something that I thought like yes let's do that um and so it had gotten overwhelming between like the dog and then also like to sharing stories I mean as a podcast person you're you know you probably understand like when you are listening to those stories it's kind of hard to like you know um like you just kind of feel heavy sometimes depending on the story right it doesn't even have to be but you feel that like that feeling that they might have been feeling when they're sharing that story um and so I had taken a hiatus about a year and a half hiatus from the comeback and I was like ah it's in the name I can come back to this like I'll come back to this one day and uh so I'd finished my degree I got pregnant. And then during my pregnancy, my sister and I were having lots of conversations about how could we like resurrect the comeback? Like what kind, like, you know, which way could we do it? And um, the podcast idea had come up. We had no idea what the pod, like how to, how do you podcast? How do you even get into something like this? What platforms, all of that. Um, And so we just spent a lot of time on Google figuring it out. We found some like indigenous grants um, 
to help buy us the equipment that we needed to, you know, start the podcast and just a lot of like research. Um, and then we just kind of came and, you know, we do our podcast a very, you know, we don't like to edit. We don't like to, you know, we really want it to be like real raw and, you know, this is who we are. And so, you know, currently like my, my own personal life has been kind of flips upside down in recent weeks. Um, but like, you know, I'm still trying to do the podcast and, you know, still showing up and still being open with the viewers because at the same time, I feel like it's a very, like, we want to share this like reality of like, you know, us as indigenous people that we go through these things that no matter what you're going through, you're going to come to like another, you know, obstacle in your life. And then, um, but you can still be present for others and you still need to show up for yourself when you have these commitments, you know? And so that's what maybe I kind of lacked in the last like two weeks (laughs) with our (laughs) podcast, but, um, yeah, it's been really good. Like it's been a really good journey to check out and to, and just to hear these people's stories and to connect with all people from like Turtle Island, especially in the South too. Um, you know, like us, like you reaching out to us too, um, that's amazing. you right. Like we're just two girls from the hood, uh, from Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're no longer, hood girls. we're no longer from like, yeah, but you know what? Like we, like, that's like the thing. That's what I always say is like, you know, I'm just a girl from the hood who made it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so now it's like, we're just doing that and we just want to show people and just to have those like conversations and just be like, yeah, this is like the realities of it. But all at the same time, like, you know, you can still do it. And the definition of success, like, you know, Lexi and I both have our degrees, um, but that isn't the definition of success, whether or not you're just chilling, you're just working, like, you know, whatever that's successful because, you know, our, um, our existence is just resilience as it is like, that's. And that's what we kind of want to highlight. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be fake, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're far from fake. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I share a little bit too much sometimes, but like, you know, that's me. The podcast <laughs> is healing. The podcast is. And I really find that it is medicine. Like, you know, when, when we, you know, and it might be with you too, like, you know, when you're kind of, when you have to do it and then like, you know, things come up in your life's like this and you're like, ah, I got to do this. And then you kind of like, you're not a hundred percent there, but then once you start recording and you're like, ah, that was good. Like that was good for my soul. That was medicine. Mm-hmm. I did that day in the life. And one of the person, one of a person like asked a question, it's like, what's the hardest thing about the podcast or something like that? And I, I was like, or what's what has been like the biggest challenge so far and I'm like that's it to be like I feel like we schedule like episodes and it's like part of me is like I should be excited to like go and have this conversation and like share these spaces but I'm like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like I don't have the energy to do it right now and then we we show up regardless and then we're there and then after that hour-long episode I'm like I'm so happy I had that conversation Mm -hmm. I'm so happy I got to be a part of that like that that was so special Mm -hmm. yeah like those conversations are really like it just especially I think even in like the time of COVID and like you know I'm done my degree and I you know I stay home I'm a mom now and so like this like weekly conversation is like one thing that's really like challenging and pushing my brain to like think deeper on like a different level um and then to be you know open and you know create that space for other people to speak at the same time and Mm -hmm. learn from them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think the yeah I remember you saying that was that in a recent episode or I remember it was one of the episodes where you said, you know, the podcast is like medicine. So mm-hmm. that made me think too, you know, like 
you know, this is, you know, because you're out here and you're reaching out and you're connecting with people are dropping knowledge, you know? So, mm -hmm. and I have people on here, man, and they drop knowledge all the time. And, mm -hmm. and I'm excited. I'm always excited, you know, to have them on and, you know, pick their brain and just hear their stories, you know, because they'll tell it, you know, like my second guest, uh, shout out Dennis Snipe Chief. He's a pro boxer, but, you know, he's had a lot of trouble with like alcohol, you know? Mm -hmm. So now he's, getting over that past shit that he's gone through, you know, mm -hmm. the past things he's gone through with alcohol and what it's done to him moving past all that, you know, he's, he has a good head on his shoulder. And, you know, when he was on, you know, we're talking about all this stuff that he was doing. And I mean, it was like great to hear, you know, because, <laughs> you know, alcohol and natives, man, you know, it's not a good mixture, you know, yeah. oh, sure. and it's, it's crazy, man. Like what it does to natives in general, like, you know, I, I had to grow up with that with my mom, you know, like it's not, it's not a good deal, you know, but I've done my fair of drinking, my yeah. fair share of drinking. And I'm not saying like you drink all the time. I'm not going to treat you any different, you know, because mm -hmm. I get it. You know, the world is tough. Life is rough, you know, but there's better ways to cope with how everything's going other than going to alcohol, you know? So this is actually like an interesting topic because recently in like the indigenous world in Canada, um because it's like in because you're like if people drink I'm not going to treat them any different and that's kind of like the perspective I take is like meet people where they're at and accept them as who they are as like individuals realizing like we're all humans along this like human path and trying to figure it out and like we get to decide ourselves what works best for us and what doesn't but there's a huge backlash because a, a very renowned artist in Canada her name's Chief Ladybird and her like her work is like beautiful and insane and I met her dad and her dad is like a, a very very wise medicine man as well and they're just like a family I have nothing but like admiration for mm -hmm. she created a, like a art for a beer label for like an indigenous brewing company and the in like the comment section just went off like there was like so many people like initially so many people that were just like so angry I think being like like it's like such a hard thing to under like to like be able to like wrap your head around to be like does this have space here in this world and like like what does an indi indigenous like brewing company look like and like kind of like those things when like alcohol has had such a complex history with indigenous people but then also like does that mean we're excluding ourselves from these spaces be for like as a society it's like I don't I don't think that's like the answer either mm -hmm. and I think like if we are like working towards right like you know I mean if you're looking at it in an entrepreneur sense an indigenous brewing company right like I get like the history of alcohol and mm -hmm. I get like you know that mm -hmm. but you know taking up those spaces like mm -hmm. that's all predominantly white men who mm -hmm. are you know doing this brewing and and it's like, so if there is an indigenous brewing company that wants to go full speed, then a hundred percent, um, I think they would, you know, have, but I think that is definitely like a conversation to be had because of the effects of mm -hmm. alcoholism and, and, you know, how our people have been affected and stuff. But I mean, it's, it's a fine line, but I mean, if you look at it in the sense of like entrepreneurship, go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starting your own business and mm -hmm. doing all that. Yeah. Uh, what's the logo look like? 
was, I think it, it was like a bird. It was, it was really nice. You'll have to look it up. You should follow Chief Lady Bird as well. She's, she's super cool. I think Chief I Twitter saw that on social media, but I didn't like look engage in it. And get engaged yeah. in it. I try like not to engage in too many things because I get really like angry. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> sometimes you have to stay, take like a step back from like things that are polarizing. Mm-hmm. And like, I find like, even like with social media too, like, um, you know, we can be all about one thing, but like, if we continue to only share and like in, you know, do that, mm-hmm. then I feel like you always have to continue to like, you know, be arguing and be like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I try to stay off social media and I definitely play like a real different role on like, IG on my personal <laughs> IG to like my <laughs> to the comeback to the comeback. the comeback is like there's power within your voices her personal <laughs> IG is like spicy mama <laughs> yeah you know you got so you got your two sides but I think but yeah like I think like with social and I think like with that like that's really and I would yeah there, there's a lot of topics you know I don't know how that came up. Oh, because you were talking about alcohol and then the your first yeah. your second guest had a problem with alcohol. Oh, yeah. And alcohol is like, I mean, I ha- like for sure. <laughs> like I, you know, I still struggle. You know, I drink like when I drink and stuff, it is, you know, like it's on the weekends. It's, you know, but then it's like, I just, if I didn't have alcohol in my life, I would persevere so much more. But then it's like the social fun aspect of it. So then I try not to drink too much because then I know that I have you're still balancing your like I, I balance my relationship with it like I'm I've actually never told our guests but I'm almost like two years sober yeah oh really yeah mm-hmm. congratulations yeah she just she just stopped drinking was it yeah. bad I didn't I wouldn't say I had like a problem at mm-hmm. all but I didn't have like a good relationship with alcohol so in like high school, I would like go to parties and I would like constantly like black out whenever I was drinking with my friends and then I wouldn't remember anything. And then I had this thing called like the shame over like the next day it was super bad and I would just like have this like self perpetual loathing, like not liking myself at all and then eventually I like went through this like cycle of like I don't enjoy this, even like in a social aspect, and then I would stop and then I would start again and I'd stop and start again and then I was like oh maybe I'll just like do it in moderation because I'm I was capable of doing that I'd be like well I'll just have a drink and it got to like this point I was in Vancouver at a conference and I went out with um some of the people that I was with and I had like one drink and I went home and I felt like seasick like I started like getting like these like sweats and like my body felt like very unwell and then I tried again like two days later and the same thing happened and I was like well maybe this is just a sign that I don't need this in my life and I it's like not even worth doing in like small quantities so I just stopped then and I haven't it's like I feel like for some people that would be like really hard for me personally it hasn't been like I don't there's like nothing at all that I miss about it and I think it kind of like aligned when I was like exploring what my indigenous identity looked like and then I think eventually you get like teachings about how to walk a good life and then those things like meshed along the way to be like well I don't necessarily for me personally want to drink if like I feel like I'm not bringing forth my best version anymore because I'm not I'm like I don't feel like my best self when I'm doing it and that's like not how I want to walk through the world so I just stop and I don't miss it and I don't I will never touch it again Mm -hmm. that's good 
it's real good mm-hmm. i tried to oh. well, i've stopped too but like i'll have like one or two every now and again mm-hmm. used to i'd get fucking lit like <laughs> <laughs> i mean like having one was just like fuck have more so i think i don't know man i've had so much i, I mean it's out of my system now so mm-hmm. that's the way i look at it like you know when i was in college like pff, that's all we fucking did was just yeah yeah have a good time and just play some xbox or mm-hmm. play some music and just chill mm-hmm. you know like the worst part of it like for me is like you know because back in the day like you know when i when i struggled and i came home and i got like sober when i was 19 and like i had a lot of issues with more harder drugs um than alcohol and uh so when i came home and i'd gotten sober and i'd gone to therapy and i you know done the trauma healing and you know and then it's like you know i go out and drink now but the problem is is i have so much fun when i drink like i'm like a fun person to drink with mm-hmm. and you know and so it's like i always have to balance that because you know, like it can get out of hand if I let it get out of hand, but you have to be aware of like what you can and cannot do. And so, you know, like I like, like I mean, I'm just a fun person. I like to think I'm and fun. That's like so <laughs> interesting to think about because I feel like the things that you think are fun on like your basic mm-hmm. spirit level, like you're like a very loud person. You like, like to dance, not that I don't like to dance, but like all of those things are like, that goes hand in hand with that. It was so easy for me to stop drinking because I was like in those situations and I was like, I'm not having fun. (laughs) I'm like 80 years old. I want to be at home in my bed with a book. (laughs) Yeah. I don't miss those things. Yeah. Like I really like, I love to like, you know, I just like having, I just had a dance party in my living room by myself one weekend. I just threw on the music, you know, (laughs) cleaned up my house and just a dance party. Right. Like, you know, I love listening to music. I love, and that's just type of like that's just kind of I guess like the vibe that would go with that and you know Mm -hmm. all of my friends we like to get dressed up and go out and have fun um but yeah you just I think have to be really like cautious and be you know aware of your own self and what yourself can get back into because I know full well like you know if I was to let something you know if I was to let myself I could easily slip back into a straight addiction, right? Like I can easily, Mm -hmm. you know, let my, like everything that I've worked for in the last, you know, 10 years since I came home or seven, nine years, um, from Calgary, that everything could just be completely gone in an instant if I allowed it to, but just like understanding and being aware. And that's okay not to drink too, because when I didn't drink for a whole year, like I was pregnant and then had my son and I didn't drink, didn't do nothing. And that was like the best year. I felt like I was like, so like I was present and I was, like I was present in all the, the conversations anytime I was like with people and, and my body felt good. I mean, I was growing a human, so I was pretty tired, but like, other than that, like my body was like pretty good. And so like, I think one day I'll live like a alcohol-free lifestyle. I just don't think, um, now. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. No, Not now. No, I think like, I think maybe, you know, when I'm a little bit older, but you know, I am only 27 right now. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I also don't drink often. So, you know, I think, but one day I, I also just love having like fires and that's like, that's my vibe. Like I just love having, I I'm a very social person and Lexi is a very, I'm like social <laughs> with like people that I like small, I don't know, like people I'm close with, mm-hmm. like I'm like, I, like, I feel like people are like, I need to be alone to recharge. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't crave alone time often. Like I love being around people. 
I just don't love being around large groups of people. Mm. Not and especially not drinking. That's like <laughs> did not pay me to do that. <laughs> like I feel like so, if somebody was like, "Can you come pick me up?" I'd be like, "Sure," and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm not done my drink yet. Can you come in and just say hi?" No, no. <laughs> you can take a cab. <laughs> I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah so I think yeah I think everyone's like relationships with alcohol is pretty I mean everyone has to have their own like mm-hmm. their own experiences I think and then you know and whatever those people can handle it is the people who don't drink like that's amazing because that's honestly that takes a lot of like willpower and because it is such a social thing right mm-hmm. like yeah. such social what's your drink of choice mine yeah uh, probably like a beer. Coors Light. Not really a beer with mm. some orange juice. Hot, <laughs> hot lemon water. <laughs> Let's see. Coors, hot lemon water. Yeah. I like those ciders. The ciders? Yeah. Mm. Man. I've been on a kick. Um, Not a kick, I guess. But like, um, I used to never drink like coolers or anything like that. I'm not talking like the growler coolers. I'm talking like the Smirnoff Very Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, I don't know it's sugar it's pure sugar it's pure sugar but i like like i just i don't know i'm like not only are you putting alcohol in your body you have the potential to spike your blood sugar yeah so i don't drink often but (laughs) but those but before like i always like i'm just a beer like you know you have like you barbecue you cook supper you have a beer or whatever right that that, that, that's me or a glass of wine you know but you're so fancy I'm so <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything you wanted to know about the comeback your favorite drink yeah my favorite yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I don't know I mean I feel like it all kind of just I mean it makes us who we are it's a part and of the human element yeah and yeah. like we really, like I, I'm like I'm a super open book and I've always done that because um, you know, before, like, I wouldn't want people to know certain aspects of my life because I didn't want them to be judgy. And I didn't want people to, you know, utilize, like use this stuff against me because in, I found myself time and time again, trusting somebody with information. And then that information was thrown in my face after as, you know, a way to hurt me or something. And so, you know, I've lived my life and I've made myself to be an open book now because now no one can actually utilize any of that information because I've shared like majority of (laughs) my life on these platforms that now it's like, nobody could ever do that. But then there's also healing for me to like actually live in my truth because I'm the Mm -hmm. same person, you know, like I don't change who I am with my sister or my mom to who I would be in a professional setting. I might just swear less in a professional setting. Um, and to like, in any situation, I'm the same person. Um, and I try to really push that, um, that, you know, that just, that's just who I am and like being open and being honest and just showing people that like, you can still, like, I've gone through a lot of shit in my life and you could still live a good life, even though you've gone, you know, you experienced this and this and this and just being open and really just taking, I think your power back and letting that no one will ever be able to you to like utilize anything against you. You know, were you at a point in time, you thought 
that like if people knew like some of the truth about you they treat you differently oh yeah like for so long like I was like oh if these people like knew you know so like I was like in the sex trade when I was like 16 to when I was 19 and you know um I never wanted anybody to know that right and I would share that information with super close people but it was always like just a secret right because I never wanted anybody to know that because I truly believed that people were going to look at me differently. They were going to talk down on my name. How could I be seen in the same light as these other people if I was that? And I'd like, you know, face a lot of scrutiny with like bullying and shit. And like, uh, I guess when I came back and went back to high school and got my high school, like my adult 12. Um, and, you know, the girls there were just, they were mean and like, mm, I don't do mean. And so and, you know, in university, I'd heard people talking about me and like, you know, my friends would tell me about the things that they've heard. And it was a lot to do with, you know, the sex trade and stuff. And, and for a long time, I was really shamed about it, but it's like, okay, number one, um, I was 16. Um, number two, it's okay. To, like sex work is fine. As long as whatever, that's a whole different conversation. Um, if, if it's consensual, right. That's a whole other conversation, but you know, I, I was young. I was kind of like, kind of forced my hand into it. Um, I didn't know any better. And so, you know, for a long time it was shameful, but now it's like, when I look about it and, you know, for a long time, we couldn't even openly speak about it because, you know, we just, we never spoke about it as a family. We never, we never wanted to touch on that subject because it is a touchy subject. Um, but now I think it's just, it's made me who I am. It's made me, it's not, it doesn't define who I was. And I thought for a long time that it would, like, I would never share it in like a relationship or anything like that. And now it's just, yeah, I just openly talk about it and it's, yeah, it was, this is what happened, but it doesn't define me. It has actually no, nothing to do with who I am today. Um, it has taught me a lot of lessons. Um, but I mean, it, it just, it happened and I learned and I grew and I don't have to, I just don't, you know, no one really, I don't know. You're like, more free. I'm more free when I'm able to like openly talk about it than to have this like shamed, like hidden. And now it's like, okay, yeah, I was in the sex trade. Okay. Yeah. I did this. Okay. Yeah. I did this. Like, you it's know, like a checklist. <laughs> yeah. It's like a checklist. And so now it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I did that. That's cool. And like, now it's like almost just like, you know, I just went to the grocery store. That's kind of how I look at it. Like I just kind of talk about it in like a, just a very like a whatever sense, because at this point in my life, it, it holds no ground to me. Um, and, and if I can openly share that and somebody else can, you know, and if they're struggling in it and they're feeling shameful, like there's no reason to be shameful of like of it, it doesn't define you. It, it holds no bearing on your life. Um, and be proud and just, you know, I, I walked away, I got out of it. I was a lucky one to get out of it. And I'm proud of that. And now, you know, I mean, it's been, I came home in 2011. I've been when 2015. It's been a minute. It's been about, it's been nine years. Um, cause I'm 20, I'm turning 28 now. And I got out of it a month before my 19th birthday. And so, yeah, it's been about nine years now, but I think I only openly started talking about this in the last two years. Yeah. Last two, two years since I started the comeback. And it was kind of like to do with like the whole like safe platform you can share, like, I'm not going to judge you just share and just be, I mean, be open, be honest and, you know, holding that power and taking that, like when you say that openly and you're like, you're, you're like, you're owning that. And I think there's power within that. And that's kind of like the message that we want to share, like with the comeback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to talk about <clears throat> things like that because 
I'm learning that. I'm 33, but just recently, about a couple years, maybe, you know, I'm learning to talk about everything, you know, like, mm-hmm. because I, I used to hold a lot in. I'd hold everything in and it wasn't good. It, it's no. not good to hold shit in and keep it bottled up and makes you go crazy, you know? And then I, I had people to talk to, but I just never, I just never thought to, I guess, bore them with my problems and the things I've been through, you know, but finally, you know, like, you know, my wife, like she's been, um, she's been real helpful, you know, like she's taught me to, it's okay to talk, you know, it's okay to tell me your feelings. It's okay to, I don't know, just get rid of that toxic, toxic, uh, masculinity, you know, Mm -hmm. like you know oh you're a man you know suck it up you know like don't don't act like that or something you know like that's that's like a thing in the past you know i i think you know it's a thing in the past now and it's okay to talk it's okay to you know learn from the things you you gone through you know and become a better person you know that's the only thing you can do i um i remember you talking about that on one of your episodes you know but to hear it again you know it's like you know, you're learning, you know, you got out of it, you know, you, you're here right now, you know, you're living good, you know, you're, you got a child, you know, and you guys are doing really well, you know, and you started this podcast to have people come on and tell their stories, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's great, you know, and I love listening to it. So. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like really want to just, I don't know, lead, I guess, just like if I had somebody, if I could, you know, I mean, technology and stuff, but I just think about like, what did I need at that time when I was going through whatever I was going through? Um, and just being like open and honest is just, you know, just being, mm-hmm. just being that. Cause I think, you know, our society does, especially to our men, you know, tell our men that we can't talk about that. You can't share this. You need to keep it inside you. You need to bottle it up. You're a man. You can't cry, you know? And that's, that's, it's, it's bad for men, but it's, it's bad for women as well. But, you know, I just wanted to create a space that that's not our normal. That's not what we need. It's not working. Clearly look at all of our generations of people. Mm-hmm. Like we need to, like, it's not working. So let's fucking do something else. And so, sorry if I swear on your podcast. Are you good? I don't think that's Say whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> I was like, ah. I think time. that's the first time in my head that I like clued in that I swore there. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, no. Yeah, like I just think like leading and, you know, just being just being an open book, honestly, just owning your shit and, you know, hoping that somebody, you know, will take something away from that. And, you know, we just shared something on our page the other day that says like we are storytellers or what. <laughs> what do we share it's i think it says for eat in yak which is like the first people in Cree. um we we are our stories mm-hmm. we are our stories i don't know you'll have to look yeah it, it says like we are our stories and then um it goes on it's actually say... from my journal entry what was it well not like my journal entry I'll, I'll read like i'll read books and then i'll take notes about the book so it's from a book that i read okay it's... a ref- reflection on it just says we are on journeys directed by the stories we tell about ourselves so just like your story is valuable share it with strength and let it empower others as well and just I think yeah like we are all stories and we are we have the ability to like narrate and tell ourselves 
you know, what's gonna, what, like, how do we want our lives to play out? What's going to happen? How are we going to get through this? And where do you want to go? What's the next chapter of your book and who want, like, you're going to write it. No, don't add it. Just, just do it. It's so much better when it's just like, uh... <laughs> us like I think the one time on our podcast I literally answered a phone call and I was like hello one second yeah I don't know I mean like I just yeah I think that's like what I that's like when I because I read that out of a book that I read that has to do with like working with indigenous families I work in I worked in I quit my job um I worked in kind of like child welfare in like group homes for indigenous youth primarily and um so I was reading a book about it and like how to like better work with indigenous families and that's where I read it and it says like I was like oh I really like that because I always like reflect back to like when I was a teenager it wasn't super long ago and I remember just like telling myself all of these like narratives about things like oh this person is like they're wearing silver jeans they're rich like they have like they're coming from this sense of family that's so great that they get to like have all of that support I bet they go home and their mom like cooks dinner and stuff like that and I would like tell myself these narratives and it's like well I can create my own life too and that was kind of like a victim mentality I had through a lot of like my younger years and I also had this other mentality where I didn't want to be indigenous as well and I talk about that I think quite a bit like on the podcast um I grew up we I grew up in the city with like not a lot of indigenous people surrounding me and I always had this idea put in my head that we weren't like successful and we were drunks and we were poor because that's like a lot of issues that I dealt with and like through like intergenerational trauma and my family dealt with and so I always had that narrative and then I went to university because that's what I thought would define my success is like I'm a university student this is successful I've made it I'm like one of the ones that have made it but instead of like being able to like be like indigenous and proud I was like I would tell people I was Mongolian because I I didn't want that like negative connotation that came with being indigenous when it's like eventually I had this like I think slow moving realization that it's like oh actually our people are so strong they're probably Mm -hmm. like like have like the toughest spirits out of like anyone because we've been through all of this stuff and we're still standing when we literally had a government that wanted to get rid of us as an entire population and had policies to do that and we're all still here and our culture is magically still here when it was illegal and Mm -hmm. so it's like not magically that obviously wasn't done through magic it was done through a lot of strength and perseverance (laughs) magically (laughs) delicious and on my next wrap my next magic You want to see this funny? And then magic trick. I'll save the culture. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Wouldn't have caught it either if I didn't say it. Wasn't <laughs> I, was, I was just, I, I caught on to it, and then she looked back, and I knew the hyenas were coming out. <laughs> oh. But no, I get what you mean. <laughs> Thank you. Like I, a hundred percent. 
about this, the narratives we tell ourselves about- and so like how we should be so proud of ourselves okay. because we weren't you know we weren't even supposed to be here our governments tried to kill us you know like you know down in the south <laughs> the yeah. same thing too right and I mean you yeah. guys have a very different um, relationship with the government but you guys still have like, the residential schools and you guys were still assimilated and colonized and and you know but like to still be here and to be proud and to be thriving and to see so many indigenous people thriving and just taking up these spaces that we weren't meant you know they're not meant for us and eventually I found that narrative and that led us here yes so that's how he joined on because mine was yeah like mine was with my comeback and my my voice and then she did her own I think I was just like in this like I started working at the organization I'm working at now and then I was like surrounded by like indigenous kids in care and I'm like whoa but then also they need a role model and how do I like portray myself as like someone who's like indigenous and proud of it so they can in turn like be that when they grow up as well or see that as an example and I think that's where like my cultural journey started ish mm-hmm. mm-hmm. beautiful to watch and I'm yeah. just leaving me oh, don't come close to me oh yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah so I just had like a little sun so Lexi has to wear a mask um because <laughs> she's over here so but I'd like to I miss <laughs> 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 yeah, I miss you too. Yeah, and so yeah, I think like what we kind of are hoping. So Lexi is um leaving to go live out her dream tree planting. She's gonna challenge I herself. I don't know if it's a dream. Well, I think you're well, you're gonna go do something for you. Okay. Yeah. That was, you know, it's a dream in your head. So you're going to live out the dream in your head. Okay, sure. Okay. So <laughs> Lexi's gonna go tree planting. And so with the comeback podcast, we um we did some interviews and uh for a new co-host. And we actually found two different co-hosts. So by the time this episode's airs, our uh season two will be launching for the comeback. And uh yeah, I think it's gonna be really great. So we got a yoga teacher. Um, she just found her culture too, not too like you know, in the last few years. Um, and then the other one is a teacher and she also like she found her culture through when she was in her education degree and really started to kind of focus on that and um, so yes yeah, so we got some two like really cool um, like they're both indigenous women they both come from you know that education and that yoga background and so to have just different indigenous perspectives I think it's gonna be um, pretty cool it's gonna you know follow suit with like what we kind of started and then once Lexi gets back I hope that Lexi we can be a quad a quad a quad we'll be a whole round table yeah and then we might do it a whole season about round table and we could just have these conversations right and then we can we like spin the wheel and it tells us what subject we're talking about that day we could do that you know what that'd be cool so just you know yeah I think that would be fun so yeah like just I don't know like I mean I think like too like everything's gonna work out the way that it's like meant to work out and really trusting the process I mean that mindset is really hard to get into right too when you are struggling when you are in the dumps but really just understanding that there's a bigger plan and there you know it's gonna work out and like the podcast like I you know with the comeback I was like oh I'm gonna come back to this so many times I'm gonna keep coming back to this then I'm like "Ah, I don't know what I'm gonna do and then it came out to be a podcast and it's like damn like this is actually going well for us and this is thriving but like you know I waited 
for like a year and a half to kind of resurrect it and to to bring it back to light and and if I would have done it before it probably wouldn't have worked out right because I wouldn't have had that idea and so just trusting what's meant for you will be trusting the process mm-hmm. wisdom oh, <laughs> so I guess my application got lost <clears throat> yeah you didn't apply to it yeah did you no I'm just kidding Oh, I was like, <laughs> no, awkward. <laughs> I'm like, but actually, you didn't, because I was like, I would have seen it in the email. I would go to Outlast and like, well, we're not that organized of human beings. <laughs> Sometimes I open an email and I read it, and then you don't see it because I opened it. Because she opens it, and then she doesn't tell me that she opens it. So then people sit in our inbox for like three weeks, because then I finally go in and look. If you in the inbox, I'm sorry. So yeah, we're working on it. Our new guests are super education. I mean, educational, organized. We got Google Docs right now already. (laughs) (laughs) So Lexi, what are you, um, you're going to go plant trees? That's what you're going to do? Yep. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So tree planting in Canada is apparently like a really big thing. I heard Mm. like there's tree planting in Alaska, but it's mostly for people that are in jail and not like an actual occupation tree planting Mm -hmm. in Canada is like a seasonal gig where you can make actually quite a bit of money like if you are a really good tree planter you can make like 30 40 grand in four months and then it kind of gives you the freedom to do other things in the off season so not really being tied down to that nine to five kind of thing and that's what I'm after I've been at my current place of employment for two years now so I'm really comfortable And I found myself like in university, I was like in this mindset where I was like running half marathons and like always like constantly like striving for growth to be like, what is my highest level of like human achievement? Not in like the sense of like get a degree and stuff, but like, what am I capable of doing? And like, how am I pushing myself? And I found once you're in that post second, like the aftermath of it, like you have a job and you have like a routine that you do, you kind of like lose that push to like test your mental strength and abilities and I haven't done that in a while and so I want to see what I'm kind of made out of I want to see how much like like what I'm capable of doing and like putting myself in like the nitty-gritty parts and tree planting is like one of the toughest rated one of the toughest jobs for like any average person to walk on to to do really yeah it's like 10 hour days um essentially like it's snowing you're still planting it's raining for a week straight you're still planting for 12 hours a day there's like bugs like nobody's business that will like eat you alive there's obviously encounters with bears and cougars that are like a possibility it's it's pretty you live in a tent for four months um yeah but I also like that, like, <laughs> am I selling it yet? I don't know if you're selling it. I also like that, like, very simple aspect of life. Like, I will, like, back backcountry canoe or backcountry hike and, like, not really having my phone and just, like, it gives me the availability to be in, like, the present, like, li- which I find you can't really cultivate in this city very well because it's like so easy to be, like, sitting on your couch and being like, oh, I'm bored. Let me distract myself with my phone. Mm-hmm. it's like you're when I was like canoeing this summer I went on like a six-day trip I like 
the fifth day you're just like paddling for hours and then you're like so in tune with your own thoughts and your like imagination has like abilities to like flow and my friend always says like your mind is like an onion and you can like do the things in the city like meditate or like go for a walk or go for a run that kind of like peels back like the first layers that makes you feel better but like we don't allow ourselves like that silence or like that just like a hundred percent you have to be in the moment kind of thing um ever here and so I'm kind of going to like peel back the rest of the onions I think like because you're by yourself for eight to 12 hours like just planting trees like open hole put a tree in close hole next and like nobody else just you and your thoughts and so they're like there's like stories like you'll see like the fittest grown man like crying out there like and I'm sure I'll cry lots but I'm also hoping I get like, I have so much time with myself that I'll be able to like narrow down on like what's important to me, like where I want to go next in life and like what I like, I don't know, like those like little things that like I kind of want to achieve because I feel like I'm not really doing that now. I don't mind the work I do, but I don't see it as like a part of a larger solution. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm really after creating like a strong generation of Indigenous people coming next. And so I want to be a part of that process. And so I think I'm excited to have that time and space with my own thoughts to really figure out those things and where I see like my life going for this next chapter after that. So. And you'll be with a group. You'll be with a group. Yeah. You have like a crew. And so there's like 30 people on your crew. And instead of living in a tent, I converted my SUV to a car. To a, like, oh, yeah, a, I remember hearing that. Camper. So there's like <laughs> there's a bed in there now. There's room for storage. There's a water container. There's a garbage can. I lived in it for a week already, and I love it. Yeah. You gonna sell it after you uh, get done? No, I have I have to pay off my SUV. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, you pay off the rest of it. <laughs> it's it's like it's a newer car. Like I bought the car like two years ago it was a 2016 honda crv i was like ripping the seats out of it and i'm like am i devaluing a car i still owe money on <laughs> and i was like kind of but I like, also i bought this car so i could travel i'm like me and alicia are kind of very opposites i'm like adventure seeking in the sense of like i want to go and hike for like 14 days in the backcountry and eat like dehydrated food and like really push myself or like I, I just got into outdoor rock climbing. So I want to like be able to like climb for like a month on end. And that's all I'm doing is like getting really good at rock climbing. Mm. Um, and so this gives me the ability to do that because nobody's paying for hotel rooms. People are like, I went on this 14 day trip. It cost me three grand. And, uh, I went on a 14 day trip. It cost me 800 bucks. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> everything I need, I got. <laughs> I got my kitchen in there. You're paying for a hundred dollar Airbnb. No, we don't do that. We park at Costco. <laughs> Free. And I'm very different. I uh I like the finer things in life. You like capitalism and consumerism. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But I also don't think that it's a bad thing. And and I, I, I don't know. You're, I mean, you're taking up space and you're showing people that that's okay too. It's okay. It, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like these things are also like really shitty and it's shitty for our, you know, communities and, and whatever. But at the same time, like you can still enjoy these things and do it if you have. And yeah, I don't know. 
you could still rock a Louis Vuitton and create space for people to use their voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. So if you guys are listening and you guys like want Louis, do it. They're nice. Although anyway yeah and if you want tattoos get tattoos that's the tree planting thing (laughs) i'll be back in august maybe yeah this week i booked two tattoos or i booked tattoos so i go on thursday Mm -hmm. and i get my knuckles tattooed my face tattooed and my sternum tattooed so we are very different but that is self-care for me (laughs) (laughs) do whatever you want but now (laughs) we're like polarizing entities almost uh, yeah i think so do you get that vibe when you listen to the podcast that we're very different uh sometimes sometimes especially this one now yeah yeah <laughs> like we have a lot of like the same similar thought process and understandings we just like two very separate like i we live two very separate lifestyles mm-hmm. um but you know we were raised the same and yeah and but yeah I'd, I mean I've always I've always just been a free spirit I can and wild and loud and obnoxious and just do things that aren't you know socially I guess I don't know I mean I'm gonna I don't know I mean I'm a just face I'm tattoo? wild yeah yeah on these sides both sides good for you yeah. And just like, I don't know. I mean, just live. And also like, I see like with tattoos, so we were just talking about this last night too, um, is like, so with tattoos and stuff and everyone's like, Oh, I regret this one when I got it, you know, at this age or whatever. And I look at a tattoos as like at that very time in your life, it's not even about the art that's on your arm at this point. It's about what you were feeling and that tattoo made you feel a certain way at that time, right? Like everybody gets these tattoos for a certain reason. And so you always have to remember like, what were you doing? How did that tattoo make you feel? And then that's why I don't like, you know, regret. I mean, I got a lot of stupid tattoos all over my body and uh, I don't regret any of them. I think that each of them comes with a story. I mean, I got no regrets on my arm in old English writing. So there's always a little bit of gangster in me. Um, <laughs> spelled right. Yeah. yeah, I did spell it right. Um, but just like, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, just doing, I don't know. I mean, she doesn't know. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just do things and then I just don't really think about them. I just do them and it's self care for me. And, and I always, and it makes me feel good in the moment. And I don't think that I will, you know, I don't see it as regretful or if they're on my body forever. It's like in that moment, I was feeling like this and it tells the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get them lasered off. Yeah, true. I could do that. So, I mean, if I don't like my face tattoos, then I guess. Did you get my name tattooed on you? I did get Lexi's name tattooed on me once upon a time. Yeah, right here. Wow. Whoa. I will not get her name tattooed on me. I also lost a lot of bets and have, like, people's names tattooed all over my body. So, it's, like, it's... That is true. You're not even friends with this person anymore. No. But I've never had an ex's name tattooed on me. So you know what? I feel like I'm thriving in that department. Um, This week, I'm actually getting the comeback tattooed on my knuckles. Really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Cool of you. (laughs) Like, we're super 
super opposites, but I think like, I mean, we make for like a really good team and like our relationship was like, you know, it took years to get to this point too. Mm. And being able to, you know, have these conversations and to do something like this and, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, we both learn from each other. We're very opposite, but we're and like lots of people in our hometown too. Um, Cause I was in grade 12 when Lexi was in grade nine, but I wasn't, I didn't attend high school. So whatever. But um, Lexi, like everyone was like, Oh, Alicia's your sister. Like that makes no sense. And so many people throw meet Lexi separately and then we'll meet me. And then they're like, what? <laughs> That's your sister. <laughs> like you guys are like related. <laughs> yeah. Like fully related. Like, <laughs> like we're raised together. <laughs> my best, my best friend, Wade, he was on our like last episode. He, um, it's so funny because he's like a year under her and like so two years above me and we all went to the same high school and when we first met he's like oh he's like I thought like you and Alicia just said you guys were like sisters but you guys weren't actually sisters (laughs) what yeah pretty that's not a thing pretty good but yeah other than that like we're, we're cool. We're making it happen. And, you know, we just want to keep being like, you know, living our true selves and not, you know, not trying to be different people on, you know, certain platforms or mm-hmm. in real life and just, you know, just be nice to people, be kind, be yourself and do whatever you want and do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go plant some trees. I'm going to go get my face tattooed, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting on your face? Um, so on the right side, I'm going to do my son's name, like, just like from here to here. Mm. And then on this side will be a rose. Cause I can't, I'm like, OC, like, I'm like, okay, if I have this, I can't have this. Right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get like the rose on this side and then my, well, I have my hands, like I have my neck tattoo booked and I've had that booked for a while in my hands. Like I've always like I've always said since I was like 15, like I'm going to be covered in tattoos. This is like, this is it. So I took a break um, from getting tattoos in the last few years. Um, and that was really crappy, but now I'm, I'm back. I'm going to live for me again. And I'm going to start doing the things that I want to do again for myself. And that's one thing that I've always said was I was going to be covered. So I also tattooed myself once through that school. Good for you. Maybe I'll become a tattoo artist as my next random. No, I'm just kidding. I suck at art. <laughs> See, you want to be an artist first. <laughs> well, we're kind of like we're artists. Anything is possible. Yeah, with, yeah. with a lot Anything of practice and routine yeah. and dedication. Yeah. You can't just say anything's impossible and then you don't put in the work. But if you want to do it, go put in the work. Anything is possible, yes. So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about us, I think. That was so no, no tattoos, Lexi. I have two tattoos actually. Oh, do you? Yeah, they're 0.5 of a tattoo. Yeah, they're really small. I've overpaid <laughs> a lot of money for them. This is uh Cree syllabics for the word. You can't see it this way. How do I do this? Oh there. That's Cree syllabics, which is the indigenous language of my people uh, for the word miyoki, which means she grows well, um, which is a kind of a constant reminder that I'm a, a growing human being. And then this is the word resilient on the back of my elbow here. And I got that after a really bad breakup, but oh, it still stands true. 
Oh, I haven't seen him forever. The mask doesn't work if you do that. <laughs> so this is my oh. son Hunter. He was just in the room. My mom comes over and like hangs out with him when we do the podcasting. And uh, what's up, he, Hunter? He's just up. He's gonna grow up, and I'm excited to like do because like we're doing podcasts now, right? And and um, we are. Uh, you know, usually he's in the beginning, he was attached to me when I was recording. Mm-hmm. And um, now my mom is usually in the house. She comes over and watches him. But but it's super important for me to have, you know, him kind of being around these conversations. And he may not understand it right now, but, you know, he'll be raised in, in having these conversations and seeing that, you know, anything is possible and, and, you know, listening to people's stories. So, you know, my hope for him is that, you know, he can understand um everybody and there's no judgment and he'll grow up um you know being humble and he'll grow up knowing (laughs) you know what courage looks like and what humility and all of those things are um Mm -hmm. and i hope to do that from you know him listening to these stories of others and knowing then so just building him up to be and then to you know teach him to talk and teach him to you know tell us when something is wrong and when he's feeling upset or you know I mean, sometimes he might tell me that, you know, I'm annoying for making him clean his room, but, you know, we'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) How old is he? Uh, He just turned five months old. Five months old? (laughs) Yeah. And he is strong. He's my, he is, he's adorable. So (laughs) we've had a, it's been, I mean, motherhood, transitioning into motherhood has been hard. And I mean, I've done it all over the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, our first episode was released. Um, we'd recorded it the day before I gave birth and we had taken our pictures the day before we gave birth, I gave birth. And then, you know, our episode was released four days after I gave birth. And then, you know, a week later I was doing another episode, just had, you know, just had him. And so, and now I've, you know, we've put out, you know, 13 episodes, I believe. And, you know, it's just, it's all been through me growing as a mother and as a you know, as a woman and as a mother. And, you know, now currently I'm, you know, breaking up and I'm separated and going through that and still being, you know, present. And that's something that, um, you know, be of commitments to continue to show up for yourself and, you know, to bring him or, you know, you make it work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Say hi. What's up, Hunter? What's going on? Pretty strong. <laughs> oh, look at him biting his hand. Oh, he like shoves it all. Do you have any kids? No, not no. yet. No, they are a blessing. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I hear. They, they poop everywhere. They poop. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's all fun. It's all fun. And honestly, it teaches you so much. And, and, you know, I've, I've done a lot in my life and I've grown a lot in my life, but I honestly think that I have become the best version of myself since Hunter was born, because now it's not just me. It's that I have to be the best for me and not for him. And now I have two dogs. Right. And, and so it's like these three little people depend on well, maybe the dogs and people, they're my, they're my first people. They're my first children. Yeah. Uh, but you know but they depend on me and I have to be the best version of myself for them and for myself and in order to do that I need to stay focused and I need to stay motivated and because I know how easily my life can get flipped upside down again if I was to choose to you know go down different paths and stuff and so 
Christina. Yeah, he go doesn't want to go see them. Okay, you guys were recording. <laughs> I only get one more week with Hunter before I move. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's been good. It's been, and I think I've grown substantially since I've had Hunter. Yes, I think so too. With him, you're not running away from your problems. Yeah, before I was so great at running, and it was like, you know. I, I mean, I, I never really called it running. Cause I was like, ah, it just doesn't serve me. Right. So I had this like badass like take on it. Cause I'm like, if it doesn't make me feel good, I don't want it. Right. And that's, you know, cause everyone says like, to do that, to take the negative energy out, but, but that's also terrible in its own way, because, you know, I went through a long time saying like, if it doesn't bring me joy, then I don't want it. Then I'll just say, okay, never mind. You're not, it's not happening for me in my life. Move on to the next thing you know what, I'm going to move across the country just because, you know, I'm going to do that and not really think about these things and, um, and just to walk away, delete people. And then I realized like one, how toxic that is, um, in itself. And yeah, it may not bring me joy, but there's also like feelings and considerations and you should still, you know, be human and communicate, um, with, whatever else is going on in your, you know, and so like, you know, running and saying like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm just not going to take this or whatever. But, you know, I think having that conversation at the end of the day and really facing it and then making peace with it before you take off. Cause I was always just like, adios, (laughs) never look back. And then I would do that for, you know, and it worked for me, but looking at it now and realizing like, how toxic and how harming that is also so now i'm like yeah never mind i have to sit here and fucking yes i did wrong yes i'm the first person to say okay i'm sorry i fucked up yeah but it took a lot to get there mm-hmm. yep it does it does take a lot to get there and i'm once again i'm doing that too mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta own up to stuff you know that you know yeah i fucked up yeah because yeah i used to i'd do the same thing i just uh whatever blow it off and run away from it and mm-hmm. yeah it's not good that's not good it's just like keeping shit in you know it's crazy yeah <laughs> and like, i think like there's such you know i think there's such human growth and to understand and to say like hey like this is how i am this is what i've been doing this is you know, this isn't good but i'm sorry now And I think even just to say that out loud, I mean, that's substantial Mm -hmm. growth and then to recognize that and then to change from that Mm -hmm. and to be, I I think that's like humility, right? Having humility and saying that you're wrong and having courage to say, I'm sorry. Um, And then having the courage to change, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So wise, this one. (laughs) (laughs) See that? That's growth. <laughs> and I was cracking up when I heard that. <laughs> I honestly thought at that point I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What? What? Like, what are you talking about?" Growth. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Do you see that over there?" And I was like, listening. I was like, "Wonder what that is." <laughs> she goes, "Growth." Growth. <laughs> like it sounded serious. Like, oh look, you see that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I sold it. Yeah, you did sell it. That's, that's it's a vibe. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> the episode title. I never remember that now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, Lexi has to go to Costco here. Don't quote me like that. Costco's gonna close in 30 minutes. <laughs> and I have to um uh get things for my moving mm-hmm. in in four days. So yeah, so they close <laughs> at eight. So that was on the list today that I didn't get done yet. Oh, it's only seven. 20. 720. I think they close at eight. You can make it. to the listeners i'm not sleeping at costco tonight i still have a house (laughs) she's like i gotta get there before they close i gotta go to the mattress i get the best spot (laughs) (laughs) i gotta use the bathroom before they shut it down (laughs) where i live (laughs) oh man (laughs) Yeah, do you have any questions for Lexi, I guess, before she heads out? Um, when are you coming back? My end date of my contract is August 7th. And so I don't really have any plans after that or jobs or anything past August 7th in my future predicted. And so maybe then, maybe not. If coronavirus has let up, I'll probably spend some time out climbing in the mm-hmm. rocky mountains of canada so the next episode for the comeback podcast with lexi and it will be released on august 8th although the- <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I, I think i will have cell service at some point so i can facetime in a podcast and be like, let me tell you what it's been like <laughs> real struggling in the bush she'll just be <laughs> civilization (laughs) so i'll be i'll be back in the fall let's say that or back to an internet connection at least Mm -hmm. it was nice meeting looking forward to it yeah yeah Yeah. reaching out yeah thank you so much for like reaching out and hanging out with us and listening to us on our podcast it's been it's awesome to like connect with other people and now like what you're doing with your podcast and you know I just want to see us both grow as people and as you know us taking up spaces in this podcasting world because it's huge mm-hmm. yeah 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 and, <clears throat> it's pretty cool there's a fellow indigenous you know getting into podcasting I think we're gonna get something to eat too so uh yeah <laughs> gotta run to Costco go feed our use a bathroom question a dollar 59 hot dog yeah do you guys have the dollar do you guys have the dollar 59 hot dog down there uh i don't think no no i don't have that i I don't i'm i'm gonna get some fries and gravy today i'll just tell the people that i've been thinking about it all day i was like i gotta go to costco today i ate a green smoothie earlier so i could eat the fries and gravy tonight (laughs) balance So the highlight of my day is being on this podcast. The second highlight of my day is the fries and gravy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much. And we'll definitely stay in touch. And we'll like, and if, yeah, let's just bounce off all of our ideas towards each other too. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. it's great to like, you know, talk to other people who are kind of navigating their way through this podcasting world and, you know, trying to make it work and trying to just, you know, you're just trying to figure it out. We have no idea what we're doing, but we're just going with the flow and running with the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for uh, coming on, you know, yes, no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. And for sure we'll have to do it again. 
you know, whenever. Yes, yes you should come back. On, you should come do our podcast too. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. You know, yeah, do just it. we'll set up a time or something. You know, for sure, we're gonna we're doing live on Sundays at six p.m. on Facebook. So we're going to be doing it recording live. So it's going to be a little bit different, but we kind of want the community to kind of join for season two. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah, nice. so we'll have to do that. Yeah. Already. I'm down. Hey, I'll be down. <laughs> um, well, thanks for coming on, Alicia, Lexi. Yeah, we'll do this again for sure. And I'll come on yours and we'll just kick it and have a good time and talk and cry laugh whatever we said you know let's do it (laughs) yeah and um real quick you know do you guys want to uh shout out your uh or you know get let people know how to follow you you know yeah for sure so on facebook and instagram you can find us under the comeback society and uh we're registered under that as that's our nonprofit, and the podcast is just one of the entities of our nonprofit. so yeah follow us at the comeback society and or email us too if you guys ever just want to chat <laughs> yeah already everyone uh go check out the comeback society they got really great content lexi is leaving but they have uh two new hosts with alicia and uh yeah it's, it's gonna be great content still coming and uh they're gonna keep doing it and um everybody's gonna enjoy it you know go check it out go rate it review it subscribe to it like it follow it go reach out to them, you know, just talk to them because they're always willing to talk to anybody, you know, they're really cool. And um, so glad they wanted to come on. And if you haven't subscribed or rated reviewed uh, Oki podcast, go do that on all platforms, go follow the uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. And um, yeah, shout out to the listeners, you know, um, we wouldn't be able to do this without y'all, you know, even if it's just one, or a thousand or whatever the number is, you know, <laughs> shout out to y'all for listening to us and um, hope y'all continue to enjoy it and everything. And um, well, I guess until next time, everybody, peace. Yeah.